0: This podcast is sponsored by Microlink, the UK's largest assistive technology and workplace adjustment provider. Well, hello, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time you're listening to us, um, and welcome to the first ever BDF podcast. Um, my name is Christopher Watkins, um, I am a senior consultant here at BDF and I'm joined today by Charles. Hello Charles.
1: Yeah. Okay. Hi Chris, uh, Yeah, I'm a, I'm a disability consultant on the advice service so I spend my days um, speaking to our members and partners about their disability related queries, answering telephone calls, emails.
0: And on a scale of one to ten, Charles, uh, how excited are you about the first ever BDF podcast?
1: Oh, an eleven, definitely. Chris. An
0: 11? eleven. Eleven. That's I asked for a scale of one to ten. You're- <laughs> <laughs> Not you're not following instructions. We're off to a good start. That's good. If you can't tell already, um, and if I haven't mentioned already, we haven't done one of these before. So I think that it's worth saying from the outset that at this stage we are we are trying to experiment and see what works and see what um, you guys are interested in 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 hearing from us. Uh, so bear with us on this on this voyage of discovery. Um, we do want to hear from you as much as possible um hopefully list, listen to the whole thing first and, and see what you think first but please do get in touch with us um either by phone uh, our phone number is 020 7403 3020 uh, you can email us at advice at uk or we're on the twitters at disability smart. that's all one word i think they're always all one word on twitter aren't they um, so I'll give you another reminder of those details uh, just before we finish. But please do keep in touch. Uh, as we haven't done one of these before, and we haven't got any of your uh, feedback to go on, we thought what we'd um, we thought what we do just to just to start the program really uh, was have a look at I think one of the most important things that we do um, at BDF, uh, which is uh, our advice service, as as Charles has already mentioned. Advice service is a service where all of our members can can phone up to talk about disability-related queries that they've got in their businesses. Where lovely people like Charles and others um, share their thoughts, share the experiences of the rest of our members as well, because because that's how a forum works. So, Charles, um, you're uh, a lot closer to the advice service than me. What what is hot in uh, disability and employment on the advice service these days?
1: Yeah. So in the past. Uh Past month, as so we've been crunching the numbers from 2016, and we found really overwhelmingly that uh, non-visible disabilities has been a massive issue for a lot of our members and partners, and and, that, and that's quite a broad term, and I've kind of kept it quite broad, really, but um, that encompasses things like mental health, uh, autism, uh, even things like dyslexia, and um, some, even some he- hearing impairments can be non-visible.
0: You're right, it's certainly a broad term. I think we're, I'm struggling to think of a broader topic that we <laughs> could have picked, really. Um, but you, you say you've, you've been crunching numbers over the last year. Do you have a, a have a sense that actually this is becoming more of an issue in, in, in recent years? Is it is it growing?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, we've definitely noticed a, a real up upward trend in the number of calls and emails we're getting on that topic. Uh, and I've been trying to think about why that might be. And the things that initially sprang to mind are that uh, it's quite a difficult thing for managers to manage. Mm. I don't think people are that. I think if people can avoid managing somebody with a non-visible disability, they will. So it's easy to get brushed into the carpet.
0: Well, if someone can avoid managing someone, they will, yeah, as, as, exactly. as a rule. Um, is it just that non-visible disabilities are, I don't know, e- easier to, to bury
1: your head in the sand, perhaps? Yeah, I think, you know, for example, if you had like a wheelchair user come into your building, uh, you put a ramp in, pretty much problem solved.
0: Yeah you can you can spot a wheelchair user a mile off yeah yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) exactly um but i think with non-visible disabilities there's like an added issue that managers really have to kind of take time to spot the signs if Mm. someone might have a non-visible disability and then have kind of quite an awkward conversation about what's going on with that person
0: yeah i think i think you're, you're right about the awkward conversation and that that might be something that, that we can talk about a little bit later on I'm, I'm wondering though about this this kind of this this upward trends mm. um, if we're being positive um, could it just be that, that managers are actually getting better at spotting those signs or do you have a, a feeling that something else might be
1: behind this I, I think people are getting better at spotting signs but I think also uh, and this is I don't know if this is borne out by uh, statistics anywhere I haven't actually checked but I think there's a feeling that things are harder Mm. That um, employers are becoming tougher and looking for more performance, more uh, more results-focused culture. And therefore, there's more of a focus on employees to deliver. That's interesting. And so issues that perhaps weren't apparent or were easier to just let go before are now being addressed in more detail.
0: Yes. And is that, is that across all different sectors you've, you're kind of seeing? Yeah, that? definitely. Yeah.
1: And even in sectors that we didn't perhaps weren't feeling the pressure as much so like the um, public sector uh, historically had a bit more money now they've got a lot less money and so Mm. they're looking for a lot more uh, in terms of results from their their people as well.
0: Mm. That's really interesting I mean that uh, to put a kind of positive spin on that I suppose that that means there's there's been all this kind of um or this latent potential that, that hasn't been managed because manage, managers are, are reluctant to, to have those conversations and, and, and uh, put adjustments in place for non-visible disabilities, which, um, you know, now 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 we're having more of an opportunity to to uh, give people with non-visible disabilities really every opportunity to, to meet their potential at work.
1: Am I being hopelessly like naive, do you think? <laughs> no, I think there is, that is a real good spin on it. Um, I think, though, that... I'm I'm very good at spinning things. (laughs) I think to get to that point, though, the managers need, um, employees need careful and uh, thoughtful management Mm. uh, in a way. So, for example, if you've got a fluctuating condition where you might not have any, uh, you might have no problems at work in one day and the next day you might be disruptive or... Unable to do your job. Mm. That actually requires a whole lot of different management and different skills from managers who are just used to know a type uh, managing one type of person.
0: Yeah, you you seem to be um putting quite a lot of onus on on the poor manager mm-hmm. there, the, the the poor squeezed managers. <laughs> um, I mean, you, you mentioned if if someone if someone is starting to have problems with performance or I think you mentioned um, behaviour in the the workplace as well that's related to a a non-visible disability I mean what to what extent do they actually just have a a bit of a responsibility themselves to to talk to their employer about that and and take
1: responsibility for for their own health and and the way it affects their work yeah definitely I mean I think people do have uh, obviously you've got you've got a responsibility to manage yourself in the workplace and to you know do your job um, and you probably won't get any reasonable adjustments if you don't tell anyone that you need them. Mm. But ultimately if you don't want to tell some your manager you've got a mental health condition for example, then there's nothing really your, your employer can do about it. so that's where it's up to managers to be observant and to mm. address situations. there's there's nothing to do about it but but they can ask right? Yeah well you can you can have a sensitive conversation you don't need to blur it out. Oh, by the way i think you've got a mental health problem <laughs> to someone but you can just that's, that's never gone down well <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what it is but you can have a conversation where you've said things like i noticed you know x y and z the other day i noticed that you were got quite a you were quite short with your colleagues and it's not it's not usual for you is everything all right uh, i noticed that your work has um quality of your work has been going, going downhill recently is there anything we can talk about to, you know, to help you get back to your usual good standards? Mm. So you, can op- you can open the conversation up in different ways.
0: Yeah. And what, from, from the kind of um, queries that are coming through on, on the advice service, what, what are the um, uh, uh, early warning signs, I suppose, the things that actually start to indicate that this conversation might be necessary? Are there kind of common themes or particular, uh, particular signs that, 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 that managers find harder to
1: pick up on, do you think? Well, I think there are some common common things that people can look out for, but I'd say I'd kind of prefix prefix it by saying that um, it's anything that's not usual. So if someone is always late, and then you wouldn't, you probably would think, oh well, that's just them; they're always late. You might want to address that separately. Mm. But if someone starts being late and they've always been very punctual, uh, alongside some other some you know other signs, like they might be getting um, aggressive or short with their colleagues, they mm-hmm. might become withdrawn or quiet. They might be actually working too much too many hours and over, you know over, trying to overachieve mm. in a way that's not normal and uh, not usual for them then then if it's a collection of things together then you might actually start to build a picture up this person's not coping with whatever is happening in at that point in their life mm. and then you can have a conversation with them about it but bring specific examples of uh, of issues to that conversation and then uh, kind of have that conversation in a sensitive way and, and make it clear you want to provide support to them. Mm. But I think it's more complicated, and this is where I think people do struggle, is that sometimes people just act differently and sometimes that's okay and sometimes there isn't an issue. Mm. You know, if somebody comes in and they've you know, dyed their hair uh, you know, pink or something, it's maybe they just fancy doing that. It doesn't mean that they've actually got a problem. And I think that's where... A- apart it. from a fashion problem, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's where managers struggle—is kind of different behaviour versus a collection of behaviour that might actually be um, indicating that they have an underlying health condition.
0: Mm. That is a really interesting balance. It's something I, I haven't—I haven't given it a, a great deal of thought to. But on, on the one hand. Um, we're, we're asking managers to, 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 well, we're asking managers to manage, we're asking managers to, to spot changes in people, to spot changes in routine, all these things that might indicate that something is up, whether that be a disability or a health condition or a mental health condition or something something completely unrelated to any of those. We're asking managers to look out for those things, but at the same time, part of being a, an, an uh, uh, inclusive employer and an inclusive workplace, I guess, is kind of... Um, Accepting those differences and and not wanting to well, not wanting to make people all fit in a box and 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 behave the same way. So, I guess with some non-visible disabilities, could could if we're honest, cause people to to behave in a way that might be seen as quite odd. And that's I suppose a diff- difficult judgment call about whether or not you do need to pick up on that. What do you think?
1: Yeah, it is difficult. Um, I think that. Uh, and as you kind of said, you know, there's a balance because um, I think it is when these kind of differences start to have an impact on someone's ability to do their job, and that also includes their ability to interact with their colleagues in a way that allows them to do their job mm. in an effective way. So I think it's fine to be different. It's fine to act in a different, you know, act differently. But it's when that stops you doing your job that's when the manager might need to get involved in that.
0: Yeah. Have you got an, an example, obviously an, an, an anonymised one, but um, I'm, I'm trying to think what that
1: might look like in practice. Well, I'll give you. An ex- I'll give you actually an example from when I used to work in HR, and we had a, a colleague who wore like a big duffel coat with the hood pulled up mm. all the time, summer, winter, in, indoors. And people, you know, were asking questions, and her manager was concerned about it, and all that sort of thing. But ultimately, at the end of the day person still doing their job Mm. they're still interacting with people it didn't really matter that she was wearing a duffel coat all the time Mm. okay and and as as a kind of counter example
0: what what would have needed to be different for it to matter
1: yeah okay so I mean I think if she had been not performing to a good standard then uh, a conversation would have needed to take place if that had stopped if that duffel coat had stopped her interacting with her colleagues or hearing the telephone or speaking on the phone to people then that would probably be an issue
0: yeah, and I guess if if she was a, a corporate lawyer turning up to client meetings wearing a duffel coat, then that's probably worth a conversation really. So it, it, mm. it, it always depends on the context. Yeah. So th- these are the kind of calls that you're, you're getting a lot on the advice service a lot. Can I ask, is, is it normally managers you talk to or has, have it, has it normally been escalated beyond that point? There?
1: A lot of the calls we get are actually from uh, HR practitioners because... Many of our members decide to funnel questions through HR people, but we are speaking to more managers, but often they are calling because a manager is struggling mm. with a situation. And I think it is that that kind of frontline face to-face uh, contact between a manager and individual where things often break down. right. I think partly what we see is there's a long uh, history of things not being managed very well, miscommunication, mm-hmm. uh, remarks taken out of context. And so the relationship has often got to quite a bad point before it gets to the HR team. So it can be quite hard to pull that back. Mm. Uh, I think as well, um, we don't expect managers to be experts on every single impairment that people might experience. So people might have an impairment their manager, A, has never heard of, uh, B, doesn't know anything about, and even more so doesn't know what to do about it when they do mm. the, when they get told about it. Yeah. So I think those are the kind of issues that managers might be experiencing.
0: And there's a, there's a kind of whole set of issues which which probably we don't have time to talk about today, which is about actually how to how to bring it back from that stage where communication started mm. to break down. Um, but I'm I'm conscious, um, and I, d- I don't want to put you out, out of a job, Charles. But hopefully we've got some HR people listening to this. Um, have, you, have you got any thoughts of them on actually how to stop it from reaching those stages? Um, I mean, what what do managers really What's, what's, what's missing? Why 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 can't managers um,
1: han- handle these cases in the early stages before it reaches, reach, reaches that point? I think it goes back to what I was saying at the start. It's about uh, being observant, knowing your team well, but being sensitive to different people in the team. So if someone is difficult and you think they're being difficult, it's about trying to look beyond that because it can be quite frustrating when you're trying to manage a team and one person is taking up 90% of your time Mm. but it's kind of looking beyond that and looking a bit further ahead and how you can uh, resolve those that that situation it's difficult I'm not going to say it's not Mm. but actually you know is it about having a conversation about adjustments is it just about having that sensitive conversation about what's going wrong rather than this person's a problem
0: Hmm. I suppose I'm, I'm thinking I spend a lot of time at kind of HR meetings and conferences and there's there's nothing that a group of HR people like more than sitting around and agreeing that it'd be so much better if managers were better at all this stuff because mm-hmm. then we'd have less work to do um, and what, what what can they what can we actually do to
1: affect that I mean do you have thoughts about what kind of guidance would be useful for managers yeah okay so we've got I mean at BDF uh, we do have a number of publications that might be useful for managers uh, but also members and partners can call our advice service and that includes line managers can call us directly and we're happy to speak to anyone about queries that they've got, talk through specific examples that they might be struggling with. Um, And I think you know training as well is really key, I think it's not about training managers in one particular impairment but it's about equipping managers to have those difficult conversations and to respond appropriately and then to open up that dialogue about adjustments.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so non-visible disabilities is, is hot and getting hotter by the sounds of it. It's It's been growing over a few years now and, and there's all kinds of reasons for that. Big challenge of course, and it kind of says it on the tin, is is that it's it's non-visible and that it can be difficult to know whether or not it's an issue that, that needs picking up on, uh, whether or not it's actually just someone being different and it's, it's okay to be different. If you had, um, I'm gonna put you on the spot here, three top tips for employers, Charles, what would they be?
1: Okay, so I'd say uh, training for managers to have those difficult conversations, so equipping your managers with those skills. I would say um, keeping an open dialogue about reasonable adjustments Mm -hmm. and constantly because, as I mentioned, these can be fluctuating conditions and they might change, people might need different adjustments at different points. And then also having a process to make those adjustments quickly. And uh, effectively,
0: making adjustments quickly and effectively. How mm. how 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 quick is quick these days? <laughs>
1: uh, I think it depends on the adjustments, so often, <laughs> for um, non-visible disabilities, it might actually be something very very easy, like changing someone's working pattern. Um, it might just be changing the way you work with them, which can actually almost be an immediate uh, uh, change that you could make for that person. If there's something that's more, you know, a bigger adjustment, it requires uh, money uh, to fund that adjustment, and that can take a little bit longer. But, yeah, some a lot of these adjustments are very cheap and can be instant.
0: So there you have it. They are our three top tips. Let me ask you now, Charles, um, is your excitement still at 11? Absolutely. good. <laughs> it's so hard to tell i think it's the scottish accent i I have no idea whether you're being sarcastic or not (laughs) well thank you very much um those are three top tips on uh, non-visible disabilities in employment Uh, i hope you find them useful as i do say if there's if you've got any questions around this area you can you can get in contact with us uh, either on advice at businessdisabilityforum.org.uk uh, over the phone to 20 7403 and speak to a lovely person like Charles. Or you can contact us on Twitter at Disability Smart. Um, we'd also really like to hear your feedback um, on whether this kind of podcast is useful or interesting to you um, so that we can uh, have, a, have a think about what we might be able to do in future as well. So on that note, thank you very much uh, for listening and it's uh, goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. <laughs>